Hello everyone, John Crowley here, the Wandering Alchemist, GM of Untamed Dice and writer of Notes of the Wandering Alchemist. I just want to welcome you to the very first official episode of Agents of Farsight, our new campaign that uses the Savage Worlds RPG rule set. In this campaign, our three heroes are new agents to an organization that spans the multiverse, and as such, they will travel throughout various realms and various technological errors, various types of magic, and all kinds of shenanigans. If you haven't already listened, we have introductions for the characters, and we have a session zero that introduces some of the rules, both homebrew and not. But today, we get to start the very first chapter with the first mission of our players. But as excited as I am to let you listen to it, I need to mention a couple things. First off, I need to thank Eldritch Essences for working with me to develop a couple unique scented candles for our campaign sessions. I also need to warn you that there are some bumps and bangs in this. That's because we use the normal stand for our mic because the boom arm and shock stand weren't in yet. We do have those, so just bear with the first few episodes. I've cut as much as I could out, and they shouldn't be too bad. Beyond that, there's a lot of questions on the rules that pop up every now and again, but hopefully you don't mind those if you aren't used to Savage Worlds. After you're done listening to the first episode, please go to iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you listen, leave us a review and a rating. It'd be super appreciated. If you have any questions or comments, stay tuned after the show because I'm going to have information about how you can talk to us. For now, let's dive into the city above, where Farsight is located and where our friends are waiting for their very first mission in Agents of Farsight. Welcome, everybody to the first official episode of Agents of Farsight, our Savage Worlds campaign set in <laughs> set in a number of homebrew universes. Um, this is a continuation of the old Brave New Worlds campaign and a much cleaner, more uh, regulated slash produced version of this in terms of my planning anyways. I got many pages of notes. My name is John Crowley. I am the Wandering Alchemist. I am the GM. We are using the Savage Worlds uh, Deluxe Explorer version, uh, which we will upgrade to the new version when it comes out in the spring, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, we are also using Reality Blur's Realms of Cthulhu, because insanity. And a lot of homebrew rules, which you can find on the Patreon if you are a patron. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, with me tonight are my three players. We'll start with my left here, Red. Hello, everyone. I am Red. You also know me as the Untamed Scribe. Um, I am playing Dr. Charlotte Chipman. Charlie or Chip, two of my friends. I am a cartoon, and I am from Earth. In this particular version, I don't know if you want me to tell it, but I'm going to tell you anyway in case you actually looked this up beforehand. Uh, it's the realm of absurdity, for those who know that or don't know that. There you go. Um, so, for Charlotte... What does that mean? <laughs> what, absurdity? Yes. <laughs> uh, cartoons. <laughs> Straight up cartoons. I'm a toon. Take it. 
Really <laughs> I think uh, Space Jam yeah. or Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Um, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I look like I am about 12 years old, 12-year-old little girl. However, I am really in my 60s, <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. Um, something uh, that you should know in terms of my character for the group, I am the healer of the group. That is going to be my role in this particular uh, Farsight game. Hopefully I do that well. Sorry in advance, everyone. <laughs> Think giant needles, giant cartoon needles, giant cartoon band-aids. That's what I heal you with. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to explain really quickly the weird event that um, brought me to Farsight, that at least got Farsight's attention, and why they recruited me. Yeah, so uh, Farsight is an organization... Uh, that deals with weird, crazy Lovecraftian monsters and recruit people from different uh, realms of the multiverse based on their accidental uh, interactions with them and their ability to survive said interactions um, intact, essentially, um, and their willingness to possibly do good for the multiverse. As a result, so each of these characters have been invited to Farsight as a result of a event in their life. All right. So it all started one day during one of the filmings for an episode. There was some interference with the cameras and the equipment. Happened throughout the studio. You know, found that many of the other tunes and had similar issues on set, but no one thought anything of it. About a week later, things became worse. A lot of the equipment shorted out and was destroyed. There were even some fires in some of the studios because of it. There were some injuries, but nothing us tunes couldn't bounce back from. Some of us were lucky enough to still have older but functional equipment, so we got back to work. That was when tragedy came to our little, our little tee-hee bill. I remember things were normal at first. I just walked on set and delivered another amazing one-liner. Everyone was in stitches. When the roof of our studio was pulled off. Pulled off! There was screaming and running, tons of smoke and fire, and just chaos. I remember trying to run away and get off the set, but I was suddenly knocked down. I looked back, and I'm telling you, there was this giant creature looming over the open roof of our set. It towered over us. All I saw, and all I could focus on, were my friends. I saw them struggling in its claws, these massive talons. No joke. I was in shock. It was awful. I remember thinking that I needed to get up and get out, but my legs felt like they were weighed down by 150-pound anvils each. All of a sudden, there was this incredibly bright flash and this bang that was so loud, it even had the biggest bang sign above it I've ever seen, and the thing was gone. As were my friends, you know. Soon all the tunes were talking about a storm that had hit us from another network. A storm! Can you believe that? They said that the tunes that went missing would find their way back, as if they had just been transported to another show by accident. Mind you, that happened once back in the 60s, but that was not the same kind of trip. Anyway, I tried to talk to anybody, you know, any of my friends about it, and they just said that I was having trouble adjusting. My legs, you see, were not quite the same after what happened, and my hearing was a little off. I might be old, but us tunes are drawn how we're drawn, you know? We couldn't figure out why I wasn't healing like I normally do. I tried everything I could think of, and it didn't work. Anyways, the show didn't think I could handle things anymore after a while. The dynamic with my family was just different, too. They were there for me, mind you. We are always there for each other. But they thought I had become too zany for the show. <laughs> me! Too zany! Yeah, right. 
Anyways, after that, I did a few commercials, and I made it into um, a few other shows as a guest, but things weren't the same, that's for sure. And I know what I saw. I know what I saw. And I can't let it go. There you go. Um, <laughs> I don't even think, like, we need to set up a time for you to do, like, a little mini recording to introduce <laughs> your character. I think I could just pull that out. Okay, sure, sure. Um, unless you want to elaborate upon it for that situation that was great okay cool. that was hilarious <laughs> do you want to maybe write a little bit more do you want me to uh for the like the the preview interview okay interview being a loose term um i, I basically want to have like a two to five minute clip of each so I, I just figured oh, i made so, like, it sorry just introducing your character who you are what you do okay um so that we can preview it as, before it ever comes out like on a so, is, so are you going to leave that in, or should I just not? Oh, no, we're going to leave okay. that in. Um, <laughs> Sorry, everybody. So that is uh, Dr. Charlotte Chipman, yes. a.k.a. Charlie. And she has a friend. His name is Waffles. We'll introduce him later. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we also have Nicola. So I am Nick, or Nicola. I am going to be playing Aelin. I am an angelic diva with seraphim magic. I will be the caster of the group alongside one of my other friends so i'm somewhere in between being a healer being some kind of a powerful being i'm sort of a little bit of everything not really sure where i am a little bit of background on my character you're the best class utility dps <laughs> yeah, yes exactly so i am from the realm on the brink my world is pretor I'm a descendant of heavenly angels, but I myself am mortal. My mother and sister worked alongside me for years, attempting to keep the peace. My father joined a mixed group, delving deep into something to stop the wars forever and even defeat the things that came from the prison below the world. Something drove him and the others he worked with mad. None of us are quite sure what that thing was, uh, but he was never the same after that. I'm incapable of leaving anyone behind, so of course I tried to save him from himself, and I failed. He is gone. I don't know where he is. Um, because of his insanity, my family is now dishonored, loathed, and mocked by everyone else in Pretor. Well, first I invited you. <laughs> I got a new Something job. <laughs> about the weirdness that your dad was involved with. Something. Maybe one day you'll figure out what that was. Um, I think the most important thing about my character is that I, as um, an angelic character, I always fight fair, I'm very loyal, I'm incredibly cautious, and as I said, I'm not someone who'll leave anyone behind. You two will be happy about that. <laughs> yeah, well. Aelin, <laughs> <Ella>, no! <laughs> so, Aaron... It's your turn. <laughs> um, I am Erin. Um, I am playing Wilma Overdottle. She is a um, gnome, an atomic warlock gnome from the realm of dust. dust um, from a place called Erid. Er, oh God, I don't remember how to. Eridicia. Okay, Eridicia. <laughs> like it. Like it. Are we phoneticking it out? Yes. Yep. Nice. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I... Oh, God. 
Um, okay. I am from the realm of dust. Um, I was a teacher there. Specifically, I taught non-mechanical atomic wizardry 101. Um, I was doing some experiments with a colleague when something happened, and all I can remember is a garden gnome. Now that's all I want to be. It is what I aspire to be in my life. Um, I will be playing the tank of the group, so... A casty tank. A casty tank, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, so whatever happened that you can't remember... <laughs> Uh, your friend is gone now. He's gone, that's um, true. Kind of a little weird. Poor Hank. Yeah, you kind of went a little crazy a little bit there. But then Farsight came and found you. And uh, they want to help you unlock your memories, of course. And find out what happened. Help you find your friend and find out what creature, monster, elder god you saw. Gnomes. The only image you remember is a garden gnome. So now I must be one. But that helps, because there's only so many realms with garden gnomes in existence. So that narrows it down. Alright. Let's find out. <laughs> um, so the last thing, before we get into the adventure, is the three of you have gone through Farsight training. You have your manuals, which give you a basic knowledge of the nine realms from which Farsight currently draws its agents. Um, Farsight is based in the first realm, the realm of many, um, which is an amalgamation of many other realms that used to exist before a major event called the reorganizing, um, in which the multiverse was reduced to 27 realms, um, which prevented the takeover of outer gods, the likes of Azathoth. Cthulhu, um, and the like, for those who know of the mythos. Uh, now, the agents of Farsight sit in the city above, a kind of floating space station, stone work city of ancient technology and magic, trying to push back against these things, against what is called the beyond. Uh, you guys are new agents, fresh out of training. You met each other in training. How did you meet? What happened? Why are you working together now? Who wants to say it? Oh. <laughs> Just point at me. All right. Like, I, don't <laughs> I don't mind. That's I'll fine. talk when I'm in character. <laughs> um, so uh, we met through uh, the way in, which is how um, all of the recruits uh, mm. all come, multiversal travelers yeah, come, come <laughs> to be part of Farsight. <laughs> Um, and the Farsight realm itself. <laughs> um, we, um, one, if not two of us were already there, perhaps one of us, maybe Aelin, maybe, because you're a badass on your own and you don't necessarily need us, but you might have been a, running a, not late, late's not a good term to use, but you were one of the last to arrive at the way in and one of the only seats left available was at our table. You and I, uh, you're, you're a gnome. You and I get along already, probably, <laughs> is my thinking. Um, and um, after the debrief that is Farsight and them explaining why we were there and what was to be... Orientation. Yeah, there you go. Orientation, debriefing. 
you know, similar. It's like your first day of college. Yeah. At MIT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, we are totally men in black. Moving on. Um, <laughs> men in black slash X-Files. Slash. Yeah. That, that uh, continues. Delta green for those who know yeah. what that is. Just ladies in purple. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, we, um, <laughs> after, after our orientation, uh, there was a training exercise, um, which we will flush out as we go. Most likely that'll come up in conversation at some point, but there was a training exercise, which we happened to win. Um, and it was the first one and we found that we worked well together and decided that we would try to help each other out and help each other through Farsight and training. And we'll, we'll explore more background in the future as it comes up. Yeah. And as they figure it out. Um, but essentially, they are now placed together as a unit. Uh, they have not yet been sent on any missions, freshly out of Farsight training. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, like, so fresh. Some of their fellow recruits have been put on missions at this point. You guys have been hanging around yeah. uh, the Nexus, as the area is called. Uh, the Nexus is a district of the city above, uh, which houses both the, uh, I guess you could say the foundation, the, the main physicality of the way in, as well as, uh, Farsight's main headquarters. So, uh, the city above sits in the orbit of what the audience would know as Jupiter. In the realm of many, it is called Keros. Uh, most of the inhabitants of the city are the Corosians. They are uh, a variably blue-skinned people from rich azure colors, cobalts, dark navy blues, light blues, all with um, what on first glance might appear to be tattoos, but are actually white birth markings of various patterns, um, often symmetrical, uh, sometimes not. Uh, Their eyes have no irises and come in a variety of colors. Otherwise, they look pretty much human. Uh, These people have lived and spread throughout the various moons of Keros uh, and were involved with finding uh, the city um, before Farsight came to be. So you guys are quite familiar with and have talked to many Corosians. They tend to be engineers and mages, or some combination of the two. So uh, the city is huge. It's massive. You've never been to all of it, but no one has. Much of it is unexplored. Much of it is still um, blocked off by collapsed buildings, collapsed tunnels. It is, think a space station, but think made of stone. Um, so like a gigantic, like almost dwarven complex, the shape of a diamond, like, uh, like the D8 vaguely, uh, there are exposed areas like the Nexus is exposed. Uh, you can see above you the red and orange clouded sky, um, with storms, uh, red clouds and red lightning in the distance, um, with corrosion dragons, these huge serpentine creatures, vaguely reptilian, but with insect-like mandibles and far too many legs as they swim in and out of the storms. Uh, They don't bother the city. Um, As far as you've heard, they are, for the most part, intelligent, and there is a vague agreement between those who control the inhabited 
parts of the city and the dragons that they will not encroach upon Keros proper, which is mostly gas anyways. And the dragons will not um, assault or take residence upon the city above. Uh, there is no proper name to the city as of yet. No one has agreed upon one. Um, the city isn't really ruled so much as it is It is inhabited. Um, it is not old enough. Um, technically, it is old enough. It's been inhabited for almost 100 years now, but it's not established enough. There's too many people from too many places. The closest thing to rulership is Farsight. Um, and mostly in that they are powerful, uh, they're strict, but as long as you aren't screwing with people or them, you're okay. Uh, so there is a seedy underbelly to the city above, um, but there's plenty of room for them to hide. Uh, it's a large enough place that no one is, no one's butting heads yet. Um, not everywhere in the city has been claimed. The depths of the city is unknown. It doesn't know... People don't know what's here. Um, it's still effectively the Wild West of the multiverse. Except for Farsight and the Way In. The Way In is a small, from the outside, two-story tavern and inn. But on the inside, it is a large, at least ten-story building, maybe more, with countless rooms in which some of your training and orientation was done, uh, dominated by a large central area that is open. Um, in the center is a fairly large pillar of stone and wood and metal and brickwork, depending on what floor you're on or where you're looking. Uh, but at various stages of this, there is a bar set up around it hmm. with platforms for barkeeps, should they need, and the main bar at the first floor, uh, where the now familiar face of Pogue, as he likes to be called. Um, few know his real name, uh, only his closest friends do. But from what everyone has told you, Pogue has been here longer than Farsight. Uh, perhaps longer than the city's been re-inhabited. The weigh-in's kind of weird. It's connected to other parts of the multiverse at various times. It rotates. The back door... <laughs> doesn't always go to the same place. Sometimes it's regularity. Um, for example, every Tuesday at noon, you can get to a specific alleyway on a specific world. But it's not always the case. Nevertheless, Pogue is old. You're not really sure how old, but they say he's very, very old and he's seen a share of wars. You don't know what he is. He's tall, muscular, or he was muscular. Now he's kind of overweight and hunched but the hunch appears more to be something from leaning over the bar and listening to agents adventurers travelers merchants um he's generally very happy um and pretty much just tries to keep people happy especially agents and adventurers uh you believe that he was probably an adventurer at one point before whatever brought him to be being the bartender in the inn at the center of the multiverse, uh, whatever happened to make that occur. Uh, he's almost always there. You're not really sure where he goes when he's not. 
Maybe he has a room on one of the floors of the inn. You'd never know. But you and other people of various races, some of which you know from training, others you've never seen before, some you see a glimpse of and never see again, some pop in with regularity. It's, it's always changing. It's like, I think, a combination of the cantina in Star Wars and the lobby in Men in Black. Like, there's coming and going and drinks, and you never know what you're going to see. You never know who is who they look like and who isn't. And there's just floor after floor. And if you look up from the center, you can see the balconies of the other main lobbies. And they just, just go up. You are there right now, enjoying a drink and wondering where your first mission is. How frustrated are the three of you with not having a mission? It's probably been three months since training finished. You're probably the last group from your class. It's rude. I just don't understand why we don't have a mission. I think I'm, st- I'm still kind of confused why I'm here. I'm just glad that we're not in any danger yet. I feel like we're always in danger. True. True that. Did you not see the flying things in the sky in the storms? <laughs> yeah, but they stay over there. For now. I'm just saying. Are you going to be paranoid for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> totally. Forever. Forever. I'm... I'm the one who tries to That's keep us all nickname. safe. <laughs> <My> grandma. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I I mean I think we don't have to we don't have to jump to any conclusions. Maybe we're just not ready yet. Oh, we're ready. Thank you, Wilma. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we got things to do. Uh, I mean I, yeah. Yeah, with that, Poe comes over. Poe's like eight feet tall, even hunched. Oh, Jesus. Uh, he just comes over. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you guys know him. Now, I know, now. yeah. Um, but he comes over, and his big hand just uh, drops a letter, and he says, Girls, I think it's your day. Holy cow. Oh, my God. His other oh. hand just drops three mugs <gasps> on the table. says, You are gorgeous. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to take some practice to like be able to respond instantly to that voice. I know. How fucking he, uh, he just gives you a wink and keeps moving on. How little Later, am I? Pogue. How little are you? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. How tall are you? Pogue could carry you and Charlie on his shoulders with his hands free. Dope. Like, you guys, I mean, you're early teenager size. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's... It's mixed, depending on what realm you're in. Yeah. Yeah, you're a cartoon. Um, It's big. You are gnome-sized, so like three and a half feet tall. So little. Each of you, like maybe four feet. Okay. Um, Not super tall. You're super tall, though, right, Aelin? You're super tall. I'm like normal height. I don't think I'm like crazy crazy, but like maybe like six foot. Like tall for a human. Yeah. Okay. All right, tall for a human. Tall, like like super tall to you guys, but still like... So when we stand in a row, we're basically singularly raising the bar. If that's, <laughs> that's, that's the way how you, you see it. Look um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you would even look up to Pogue. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you guys think, like, if Pogue stood straight up, or when he used to stand straight up, he's probably close to nine feet what? top of his head. Yeah. And, like, his hunch isn't, like, the oh. old person, like, mm-hmm. or, like, I said at a computer too much hunch. That's it's, like, <laughs> it's just, like, he's, like, forward set. Like, okay. And you can see him every day. He's like always leaning 
on the bar. Right. And it's just like, he's like stuck in that position even when he's standing. He's right. always got his arms crossed unless they're full. Or he's washing glasses with a cloth. All right, Aelin. Well, it's our, it's our day, girl. You should open this. Okay. You got it. Don't be scared. It's just an envelope, so far as I know. <laughs> Snakes. Is this one of those joke envelopes? Oh, the, you son of a the bitch. The washer spins on yeah. the rubber band. Um, okay. So oh, good. Oh, good. It's got all of our names on it. Um, That's a good sign. That's a good mission sign. Mission number one. So this is it. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm just okay. I got my drink now. I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, it's located in the tenth realm, so the realm of machines. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I'm that excited. The suspected entity factor is two plus. Read it all, and we'll discuss the questions. Okay, so (laughs) our mission is to leave the way in tomorrow morning and arrive in the city of Dorley on Metreon. Seek out a contact named Fiber. He's an android. He has and an information broker. He's going to be wearing a black long coat. He knows about previous agents visiting Metreon. Their mission was to seek out potential beyond-related disturbances in exclusion zone. Um, Our overdue contact by two cycles. Uh, With aid of fiber, enter EZ and find agents Percival Fletcher. Uh, He's a corrosion engineer and a mage. Um, And also Dynamo Gamma 2, a.k.a. Dinah. Who's a robot, self-aware, and electricity-focused? Um, we have to find out what happened and, if possible, save them. Bring back word of any sign of beyond-related disturbances. Return or send word after ten-day cycle via the weigh-in. Our assets that we have now are credit cards with access to Farsight funds. Sweet. These were included in the envelope. Envelope containing approved information to share for fiber in exchange for help if necessary. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <sighs> for anybody wondering, <laughs> the grunting was the sound that her stuffed animal makes when she squeezes it. And that is waffles. <laughs> A hedgehog? <laughs> yeah, we're going to go with hedgehog, hedgehog. yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we have to leave tomorrow morning, I guess. Of course, of course. It sounds great. Uh, so before you guys discuss your planning this... Um, for the audience and for you, what your characters would know. Mm. Uh, you've heard of the Tenth Realm in your training. It's in your manual. Uh, their planet is called Metreon. And it, it, is, it is a non-magical but technologically advanced planet uh, whose main focus is robotics. Um, you would know off the top of your head one of the major issues that is plaguing those, the realm and its recent past is um, what it comes down to is rights for self-aware machines, robots and androids. Um, They have been around for almost 30 years, um, but they don't have rights everywhere. And there's a variety of reasons for that, including a number of uh, particularly bad virtual plagues. You know that when the mission statement says cycle, 
we're talking about um, time period between uh, access via the way in. Uh, so based on this 10-day uh, cycle, 10 days is how often the door appears in the city of Dorley, wherever it happens to appear. You'll know when you step out of it, but it'll appear there every 10 days. And based on this, uh, the two agents that were there doing uh, investigating whatever potential disturbance there was were supposed to have reported back 20 days ago. Okay. And now that they are overdue, you are being sent to find out what happened to them. Um, this means that there may or may not be entities. It may just be a general, you know, um, imagine going to Jurassic Park to investigate aliens. You might just get eaten by a T-Rex. There might not be aliens. You guys don't know. That's one of the questions you need to answer. Um, did they just get involved in a fight that they weren't ready for? What happened? Um, if there was anything beyond related to bring word back of it, of course, you have a contact, you have access to funds should you need it. You do know you can't just spend willy-nilly. Um, you also have an envelope with Farsight-approved information to trade to the information broker should the information broker ask you of it. And you know that the cycle comes up tomorrow. That is your leave window. You have the agent's names and who they are. Um, one is Corrosion, uh, and one is a self-aware robot. Um, if you would like more information based on what this says and what you might know, uh, you may make a Knowledge Realms roll, or we can wing it. I have a quick question. Would we know how much the funds are that we would have access to? Or, like, is there a limit? Like, that's... I'm just um, curious. Given that there's no limit on the sheet, there's probably no limit to what you can get. Okay. But you do know that you have to report... Everything. Everything. Keep your receipts. <laughs> exactly. Okay, good. Yes, there will be someone writing in a big book what you spent and did not spend. <laughs> Uh, the only other thing that you would know off the top of your head is Entity Factor. It's trained into you. We talked about this a little bit during character creation. 2 plus means that um, wherever you're going on Metreon, you're going to be encountering the strange and dangerous of Metreon, most likely. Um, and plus means that Farsight, as far as they know, is unsure, but you could be experiencing beyond related entities. Okay. Strange aliens, hopefully not gods, but... 2 plus is open-ended. It means they really don't know what happened. And the entity factor is basically like our risk level. Uh, yes. Okay. Essentially. Our, and uh, especially we know? mental risk, insanity risk. Okay, and like just as a guideline, I guess, mm -hmm. what is that? Like a 2 plus out of what? Like what's uh, the highest number we could do? There is no cap. Okay, cool. All um, right. So... The higher oh, it is, the less likely you're going to come out sane. Okay. Um, if you reach or exceed double digits, you're talking about being driven so insane at the sight of a creature that you might not even survive going insane. Got it. Um, okay. And uh, as far as you know, no agent as you rec have come to recognize agents, have ever been sent on a mission involving an entity factor of more than nine. Okay. Uh, but there are 
there are, of course, rumors of, you know, special ops, Farsight agents, or um, the oldest members who may have encountered such things. But you've never heard of anyone purposely being sent out to anything quite so dangerous. And only the most uh, veteran <clears throat> agents sent, get sent out anywhere near that high. Okay, so what Go did ahead. you want us to roll to see if we don't? Um, that is up to you. If you have a question about anything involved here, it will probably be a realms knowledge roll. Um, but can I you ask? You can ask me. Can I ask if, Pogue if he knew either of the agents? Uh, you can wave Pogue over okay. um, as he's walking by at some point, um, and he goes, "What were their names?" Uh, it was Percival Fletcher and Dynamo Gamma Two. No, it's thinks to himself, he says, yeah, Percival. Doesn't like to be called Percy. A little arrogant. Confident enough. Uh, Dinah. I met her once. She, uh, she's new. Kinda overconfident, but she seemed capable enough. Yeah, I mean, even she went on a mission before we did. I'm just saying. Not as new as you. She she's been on a mission or two, but that's about it. All right, Paul. All right. Were they uh, were they on the same team? Were they sent together, or were they sent separately? Uh, I don't know. I just when I'm asked, I hand envelopes over. But uh, you could probably ask the old shell in the closet on your way out. He might know. Uh, if I had to guess, they probably went together. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you do you know anything about the realm of machines? I know that you spend most of your time here. I'm just not sure if you if you've ever been there or if you've ever heard any rumors. Never been there myself. Most of the machines they stick to the the agency. I don't like to hang out here. Most of them don't drink. Makes I feel sense. a little uncomfortable still with us with flesh and bone. I guess it's a weird thing for them on their world, but. I don't know, most of the ones I've met have seemed good enough, sort. Okay. Ladies, any questions for Pogue while he's here? I got nothing. Oh, actually, I do apologize. Yes, I do. Um, can I get another drink? Mm, me too. He chuckles and starts walking towards You're the You're the best, Pogue. I love ya. Hmm. Well then. I mean, is there anything you ladies want to get before we go? I I think I'm ready, but, you know. I think just a good night's rest is all I need. Mm. Mm. We have to leave first thing in the morning, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to waste any time. Let's go! I mean, we do have some funds here, though, you know what I'm saying? I think we should save those if we really need them. Unless... Uh, you also know that you don't have access to those funds till you get on the world. Uh, you would know enough. Okay, then I don't say you, that because yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> there are specifically credit cards for access to Farsight funds planet. located in Metreon. Got it. So reverse that. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. <clears throat> All right. Well, yeah. And I just raise my glass. Cheers, ladies. <laughs> mission. Cheers. Huzzah. Yeah, get excited, Wilma, we're going. This is my excited voice. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm excited, I'm just nervous. I mean, it's good to be a little nervous, you know. Yeah. I mean, stuff's gonna mess with your mind, you know what I'm saying? I know, I just, I wish we had so much more time to plan, think it through. It's just a lot. 
think one through. It's just uh, at this point, Pogue drops three more drinks on the table. He says, nah, too much time to plan is bad for you. A day's good. Trust me. Uh, and he walks away. I'm like you, Pogue. <laughs> I gotta get used to this. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Bobbykins. <laughs> Don't you know. Um, sorry, just reading this over really mm-hmm. quickly. Ba, 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 ba. Um, yeah, uh, if you want to, if you think you uh, might know anything more about anything in that, what can we? I mean, we're at the actual uh far site place, so I'm gonna finish. Well, right now you're at the way in, right? Way in, sorry. Um, but this is where our training happens, right? Uh, it's where like some of the orientation and like get-togethers have happened, but main training would have been at the, the Farsight, like, headquarters. Couple, oh, like, basically a couple blocks down. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, um if you look, you you have that map out? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you don't need... Uh, so, the way in is right here. Okay. Oh, I gotcha, yeah, I gotcha, okay. Like, it's a, maybe a ten-minute walk. Well, um... Like, I know Pogue couldn't really tell us much, but maybe we should go to the far side, you know, training area or whatever. There would be a library. Very similar to, like, the librarians have their bookshelves. Uh, The Jedi Council has their archives, so you would have access to something similar. I mean, Fletcher and Dinah had had trainers, you know what I mean? They had teachers. Maybe we can ask them if they know anything about them. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's do that. Before we leave, you know? I mean, take take the opportunity to deal with the time we have here, you know? The more information, the better. So you guys want uh-huh. to spend the afternoon researching? Yeah. yeah. Specifically the two agents? Um, In the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, who wants to dig up info on what? I will... We essentially have three topics. And three of us. The world and each agent. I'll look up... For Fletcher? Oh, no, because he's a mage. Do you want to do that, then? Sure. Or do you, one of you want to do your magically, like, more about that kind of thing? You do him. I'll do I'll do the world. <laughs> All right, and then I'll try to find out about Dinah. Okay. Um, I will have each of you roll, then. <gasps> We're rolling. <laughs> I was going to tape a list of the skills roll to roll, my, roll. My, great, my great... DM screen, and, you didn't. and I didn't because I'm a dumb dumb. You done fucked up. This is the one thing I'm <laughs> the worst at, is making sure I have a list of skills in front of me. I so hope I... someone reads my notes, because I think they're very entertaining. <laughs> good, good. So. <laughs> um, Wild West, y'all. <laughs> oh yeah, this is definitely going to be an investigation role. Okay. Um, and you will each have... Um, a plus two to it. So, uh, for the audience, in Savage Worlds, if you don't know, you have your skill die, which is a certain sized die, based on how good you are at it. You also have what is called a wild die, that you can roll next to it, which is a d6. This is not additive. You take the better of the two results. For those of you who are unskilled at it, it's just going to be a straight roll, because normally unskilled is a negative two. You have a plus two from the facility. You'll be rolling <laughs> both your dice at a flat bonus. However, um, I believe uh, Charlotte here, Charlie, mm-hmm. uh, one of your edges allows you to make unskilled rolls without a penalty. Yeah. So you'll be making it at a plus two. Sweet. Um, 
Did anyone take any die in investigation? I Perfect. Did. So you'll be making yours at whatever your die is plus Hell two. Yeah. Fucking Wilma. You'll be, you'll be making it <laughs> at a negative two, Nicola. <laughs> well, um, and if, just at a regular. Right? So. Huh? Uh, just flat. Yeah, flat. it'll be flat okay. for you, right? Yeah. In this. Instance. So roll. If you get the highest result on the die, you can re-roll that die and add it. Just remember not to add the two separate die together. Ooh, explosion! That's good. Yep, so you so you can roll that. So it would be six plus the next roll? Yes. So eight. Yes, you got an eight. Seven. I get a three. Okay. Um, so, Aelin, yeah. you failed. Yeah. You did not find anything on your subject matter. Okay. Um, Charlotte. Yeah. You succeeded. What was your subject matter? Dinah. Dinah? 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 Dinah. Dinah. Sorry, I put the thing away. Her full name is Dynamo Gamma 2. Most people call her Dinah. (laughs) Someone's Um, in the kitchen with that. Yeah, something like that. Aelin, what were you researching? I was researching the world. So, the realm of machines. You failed, but I will have a little bit to tell you just based on simple training, but it will not be a lot. Charlie, hmm. you wanted to find some information about Dinah. Yes. You got a success. So you find out that Dinah is one of, um, she's not one of the first initiates from the 10th realm into Farsight, mm-hmm. but she's one of the first robot initiates. Oh. There are... A lot of robots on Metreon, but there aren't a lot that are self-aware yet. Most of the self-aware mechanical folk are androids. Okay. But something, you don't have access to it. You don't, essentially, you don't have clearance. Something happened to Dinah, and it resulted both in her her self-awareness and her recruitment into Farsight. You know um, that from your research that she was very happy to be recruited into Farsight. It got her off Metreon and out of the political embroilment that she would have been involved in as a self-aware robot and able to use her programming for her own choice and for something better for her people, perhaps. But she is classically overconfident, not arrogant, just overconfident. She's not, she doesn't boast about it or anything. She just, she tends to bite off more than she can chew. Um, you also know that she identifies as a she, um, but robots don't all. It's, it depends on what they look like, their build, how they feel when they become self-aware. Uh, but Dinah does identify as female. Okay. Aelin, you, you have trouble finding, there's not a lot of information on Metreon. Uh, but you do find a little bit about uh, the exclusion zone. You know that at some point in Metreon's past, um, there have been a couple of um, what I called earlier virtual plagues. Um, one of these plagues was uh, a replicant worm, and it was essentially a, a worm-styled virus, computer virus, uh, that infected replicant creatures, and you find that replicant creatures are like weird mechanical replacements of regular organisms. But this worm caused them to like overdo it. Like they didn't just replace damaged ecological systems; 
or parts of damaged ecological systems. They rampantly replaced every living organism with a veracity. You also learn that that was nearby and part of the attempt to eradicate it was through a computer virus and a specific version of that mutated into what is labeled Z14, which essentially created robot zombies. So now you have mechanical creatures, robots, other devices, as well as replicant organisms infected with not only the desire to replace organics, but to infect other machines as well. And the only answer Metreon came up with was a massive EMP wall dome around what is termed the occlusion zone. You don't know what goes in there. You don't know what comes out. All you know is that Metreon's solution to these two plagues was a massive EMP exclusion zone and very careful watch of that boundary. And you kind of recall some of this from your training. Kind of left your head. A lot of the terms you're not familiar with from your world. Just kind of like just another class. Um, but as you research it, you remember a lot of it. Um, and there some of the pages you're like, that's a lot of equations. And you kind of just skip over it. But that's the basics of what you find out. Okay. Um, even with that failure. Just because okay. the basics for Metreon. Okay. Wilma. Wilma. You got an eight, right? Yeah. You. Fucking Wilma, no shit. <laughs> you were researching. Fletch. Yes. Percival Fletcher. Fletcher. <laughs> the homeboy Fletch. <laughs> I nicknamed him, but I don't even know him. <laughs> That's my thing. Do you feel like you do. A you Pogue told that. you you didn't like Percy, so. Maybe he likes Fletch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Duh. Uh, so you find a pretty good amount about. Uh, Percival. He seems to be a fairly experienced agent, but mostly research-based. He's gone through dozens of missions, uh, most of which involve the investigation and observation of different realms and or beyond related disturbances. Um, He is your classic researcher type. He is... The exact type of person that would study to become an atomic warlock, like you did, but the exact opposite concentration. You were all about the power and the radiation. He was, he would have been, oh, how can I manipulate this radiation to build a better atomic train? How could I build a more efficient atomic golem? That type how to, like how to improve things. Yeah, he would have been all about the math and the construction and the how can I make it just a little bit better. And from everything you're gathering, he's also extremely arrogant. Um, Not just overconfident, he is the smart, arrogant. He's the smartest person in the room, and he knows it, if you ask him. And he's not shy about it, and he's blunt about it, and it makes him awkward, but he is brilliant and his ability to take notes and observe is strongly useful to Farsight. So he tends to be part of smaller groups. He tends to be rotated through uh, with different agents as part of missions just to make sure that he doesn't make anyone too angry too quickly 
and no one holds any grudges against him. This would be the first time he has not come back from a mission. It would also be the first time he has not very specifically on time responded to a um, contact deadline. He is that type. He, he would be regular. He's arrogant. He's arrogant because he has reason to be. He's just a douche about it. That is what you learned about Mr. Percival Fletcher. It's basically he's an asshole. Uh, that would could that could very easily be your take from what you learned, yeah. Many people would probably call him that. Does Wilma call him that? Wilma calls him that. I think Wilma Perfect. Just there you go. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Wilma's <clears throat> like, what a dick. Basically. <laughs> wow, I feel like that's a strong opinion. I have strong opinions, yes. Okay. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page here. Yep. Hey, Lynn. Can I just call you Lynn? Sure. Cool. You're Lynn now. Okay. Everyone's getting nicknames. She already has nicknames, though, yeah. so. Chipper. Charlie. Yes, Wilma. Yes. <laughs> Did you have a question, or you just wanted to say my name? I just wanted to say your name. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So this is the information you guys have gathered. Mm-hmm. Um, we can assume that you guys share sure. it. Is yes. there anything cool. specific from the information I told you that you'd like bring up with each other to keep in f- the, the forefront of all of your minds as opposed to, like, this is what I learned when it's necessary? I would have brought up the fact that she bites off more than she can chew. And being who I am, I would have definitely told you guys that she identifies as a woman. Make sure you tell her that if you talk to her. <laughs> um, okay. I would probably point out that uh, this Percival Fletcher guy is probably someone people will remember. Um, he's in your face. He's arrogant. He's, that guy. he's an asshole. Oh, uh, sorry. And I would have definitely mentioned that she was the first robot into Farsight, for sure. So one of huge. the first. One of the first. Sorry, but that that's huge. So. Fucking robot. Um, and I definitely would have mentioned the two viruses, the two plagues that I learned about. Um, and Which you would suddenly remember from that class you all fell asleep in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So was that basically a plague and then a counterplague? Like a yes. plague and then they tried to yeah. fix the plague? They tried to fix the plague with a virus, which mutated yeah. as a result of interacting with the worm. And it made, instead yeah, of... Ending the replicant problem, it created a new greater problem where now there are robots that are effectively act like zombies, but they will attack organic life forms, Mm -hmm. which will infect them with the now combo virus worm. Mm -hmm. And if you are organic, you will be converted into a uh, replicant version of yourself with the virus worm. If you are a robot and you are bit, you'll be infected with it, and you are now essentially another robot zombie. Other than staying in the walled zone, do we know of anything else that helps prevent anything? Like, is it curable if we get infected? Do we know any of that? Like, there's not really much that we know, right? Like, it's kind of just like, don't get it. (laughs) The only thing that I would want to keep in mind, if it's it's a replicant worm, would, would... We wouldn't know if it was a replica, would we? You would assume that if it's in the exclusion zone, yeah. it's either it was either created as a robot or it, and if it looks organic, it's a replicant. 
Okay. There's pro- There's virtually nothing left in the exclusion zone that's organic. Okay. Unless there, it's like a specific team temporarily going in. Okay. And in fact, your research on Dinah, yeah. Aaron, would have revealed that um, she was built as like a, as one of a range of um, what are coined on Metreon Faraday robots. Essentially, they were built as essentially anti what they call Zedbots, the zombie robots, soldier, a- an electricity wielding robot capable of creating n- the electrical equivalent to a Faraday cage. A Faraday <laughs> cage keeps electricity out. Instead, she has the capability of creating essentially electrical grid around her that would keep machines out, helping her prevent herself from getting infected, and is part of a line of robots in an attempt to counter the plague, because eventually Metreon wants to squash the plagues. Right. But they're virtual plagues. You can't just inoculate. And after the problem with Z14... There hasn't been another virtual response attempt, lest they create, they triple down on the danger and create something that could get through an electrical barrier. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but through what we know collectively, mm-hmm. if they're like little worms or whatever that no worm is a type of computer virus that yeah 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 that replaces. Any type of file with a copy of itself. So, right, right, right. And the replicants were made to replace organic parts or like, oh, this, this animal's going extinct. So let's replace it with replicants so that the whole ecosystem doesn't die. But it got okay. infected with the type of computer virus called a worm that caused these nanite-based organisms to infect other organisms. So instead of just replacing the going extinct bird, you replace their food source, and their predators, and the plants, okay. and everything. So we potentially could still be, like, we're not a machine, obviously, but we could still be infected. You could still this. be infected. Okay. And based on what you know, you could be infected by anything in there, because it's in the exclusion zone, we're talking a combo of the two viruses. Right, and she's got this electrical grid that helps protect her. But yeah. um, we don't really have that. <laughs> but you, you also don't know if you need to like delve deep into the exclusion zone or even go into it. You just know that the the city that they were around is right outside the exclusion zone, and that their mission was to go just inside of it and investigate a disturbance. Oh, they just m- inside. Yeah, they might not have gotten inside. They may have gone deep. deep you yeah. don't. You don't know yet. You just okay. know that that is a potential danger for you guys. Right. Um, do we know of anything within where we are right now that could help protect us against that? Like, she's got that electrical grid, like... No, no one's developed any other protection other than just not getting... Essentially not getting bit. Right. And would we know... Zombie scenario precautions. Right. And the replicants, the one that makes the copies... Do we know if it's an exact copy? Like, everything, even a scar or a tattoo or any of that? Anything? Um, Would we know that? Aelin was not... uh, Aelin was able to find enough that physically, yes. Okay. But in terms of sentient creatures, she couldn't find that much information. So, like, 
if like there's a copy you don't know if like yeah, this could be a pod person scenario. You don't know. Right, yeah. I was just or trying to come just, up with a solution for that. Or it could be that. zombie-like. But okay. you, you don't know how... You don't know. If, the, okay. if the memories, essentially, are... I gotcha, yeah. I was just kind of trying to think, like, oh, it's just what I see, versus, like, no, it's down to, like, all of your fucking memories. Like, uh, But essentially, every cell of the organism is replaced is with a replaced. nanite. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that they still look organic, but they are, in fact, a robotic swarm that acts like an organism. It's like... Great. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions for research before we take our bathroom break and then head to Metreon? Um. Oh, does Farsight have a don't die pill? <laughs> Is no. that a thing? Okay, he just checking. <laughs> no, I have no other they questions. Also, they also <laughs> don't sure. have a suicide pill either. Oh, damn it. No, sorry. <laughs> you know the risks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I drew my helmet. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so we'll take a bathroom break. No further questions. <laughs> we'll come back and you guys can exit the way in and go to Metreon. Yay! Woohoo! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of the first chapter of Agents of Farsight. Wandering Alchemist back here to let you know how you can talk to us with any comments or questions. We'd love to hear what you thought about the show and what you think about what we're doing with it. If we're leaving in too many rules answers, let us know. If you like the rules answers, we'd like to know that too. You can leave comments wherever you listen to it, iTunes, Google Play, or you can head over to www.thewanderingalchemist.com. There, you can find a contact page with various forms to email us. One of those is for podcasts, and that's where you can get in touch with us directly. Of course, you can also tweet at me at 42nd underscore alchemist, or at the show's Twitter at agents underscore farsight. Be sure to follow us in one of those places so that you can stay up to date with new episodes as they come out every week, as well as an upcoming giveaway where I am planning to give out a Savage World rulebook, some dice for wild card players, and a deck of cards so that you, along with your home dice, can get started on a Savage World campaign of your own. Of course, if you want to know more about our homebrew rules, I have lore information on the site, but if you're a patron on Patreon, you might be able to get a hold of the PDF forms with actual mechanics for Savage Worlds on them. If you want to support us and get more insight into those things, just head over to patreon.com and search for The Wandering Alchemist. If not, that's fine too. Just keep listening every week and give us some feedback on how we're doing and enjoy the show. Share it with your friends. That's what we want most. Until next week... I am John Crowley, The Wandering Alchemist, and I hope you've enjoyed Agents of Farsight.